Section 15 of The Theory and Practice of Brewing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christina Clark. The Theory and Practice of Brewing by Michael Combrune. Section 15. Part 2. The Practice of Brewing. Before I enter upon the practical and indeed most important part of this work, it will not be improper to give a distinct, though general, view of the different parts it is to consist of. To extract from malt a liquor which, by the help of fermentation, may acquire the properties of wine, is the general object of the brewer, and the rules of that art are the subject of these sheets. An art truly very simple if, according to vulgar opinion, it consisted in nothing else than applying warm water to malt, mashing these together, multiplying the taps at discretion, boiling the extracts with a few hops, suffering the wilts to cool, adding yeast to make it ferment, and trusting to time, cellars and nostrums for its taste, brightness and preservation. A few notes and observations, such as are too often found to be foisted under the articles of beer and brewing, in some books of agriculture and others of cookery, might be sufficient were the place and constitution of the air always the same, the materials and vessels employed entirely similar, and lastly, the malt drinks intended for the same use and time. But as every one of these particulars is liable to variations, and can be complied with only by the application of different determinate heats, was the artist to submit himself to loose, vague and erroneous directions, like those above mentioned, they would only serve to deceive him, and his case would be but little mended if he trusted to indefinite signs and insufficient maxims in his deviation from them. A more certain foundation has been laid down in the first part of this treatise, and the principles there established will, I trust, in all cases, answer our ends, provided we make use of proper means to settle their application. The most illegible means to effect this must be to follow, as near as possible, such plan, which the rational brewer would, in every particular circumstance, sketch to himself before he proceeded to business. His first attention ought to be directed not only to the actual heat of the weather, but also to that which may be expected in the season of the year he is in. The grinding of his malt must be his next object, and as the difference of the drinks greatly depends upon that of the extracts, he cannot but choose to have distinct ideas of what may be expected from the amount of the heat of them. Hops, which are added as a preservative to the extracts, form too important a part to be employed without a sufficient knowledge of their power. The strength of malt liquors, depending principally on their quantity or lengths, it is necessary to ascertain the heights in the copper to answer what on this account is intended. The difference in boiling for different drinks or seasons, the loss of water by evaporation, the proper division of the whole quantity of this element employed and, in proportion to such division, that of the heat to be given in each part of the process, the means to ascertain these degrees by determining what quantity of cold water is to be added to that which is at the point of ebullition come afterwards under his consideration. The manner and time of mashing, the many expected incidents which must produce some small variations between the actual and the calculated heat of his extracts, it will be incumbent upon him to make a proper estimation and allowance for. 
to dispose of the warts in such forms and at such depths as may render the influence of the ambient air the easiest and most efficacious, and then, by the addition of yeast, to provide the drink with that internal and most powerful agent it had lost in boiling, are the next requisites. Fermentation which follows, and which the brewer retards or forwards, according to his intentions, completes the whole process. After these necessary precautions, to compare his operations with those of the most approved practitioners in his art, and to find himself able to account for those signs and established customs which before were loosely described, authoritatively dictated, and never sufficiently determined or explained, must be to him an additional satisfaction. As precipitation is requisite in certain cases, the common methods for effecting it should be known, and likewise the means practised among coopers to correct the real or imagined errors of the brewer, in order to render the drink agreeable to the palate of the consumers, will naturally lead him to consider what true taste is, and by employing the means by which it may safely be obtained and improved, he will have done all in his power to answer his customer's expectation and to secure his success. This arrangement which appears the most simple, is that which the reader will find observed in the following sections. The proper illustrations of tables and examples have not been omitted, and from the complete plans for brewing under two forms of the most dissimilar kind, it will be found the rules are adapted to all circumstances and applicable to every purpose. I must here add somewhat in justification for publishing what may be said to be the mysteries of an art, often too cautiously precluded from the sight and attention of the public, but every art and science whatever have equally been laid open, and from such communication receive greater improvements and become more useful to mankind in general, and the professors of them in particular. If attention is given to the rules and practice here laid down, it will be found that the brewer, from the large quantities he manufactures, from repeated experience, from the conveniency of his utensils, and more than all from the interest he has to be well acquainted with his business, is most likely to be successful, in preference to anyone else, and therefore can have no reason to be displeased on being presented with a theory and practice which far from being the sole right of the brewery, the discovery of the principles was certainly the property of the author and of his friends, whose names would do his work honour if mentioned. From the application of these principles, being convinced of their exactness and facility in practice, he offers his labour to a trade he esteems with no other view than the hope he entertains of being of some service to it, and to the public. If, notwithstanding repeated endeavours, some things in this treaty should appear out of their places, others in more than one, if redundancies, chiefly occasioned by the natural temptation of accounting for particular appearances, have not always been avoided, if inaccuracies should now and then have escaped me, let it be remembered, by the good-natured it certainly will, that in new and intricate subjects, digressions and repetitions are in some measure allowable, that an overfulness is preferable to an affected and often obscure brevity, and that the improvement of the art, rather than the talent of writing, must be the brewer's merit and was my only aim. End of section 15